Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 266 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother. Scott, Scott, say hello. Hello. And Scott, today we have some very special guests from the Chick Foley Show. We've got Seth, we've got Sheena, and we've got Marco. Welcome to the show. Hi, we're not storyline brothers or sisters or real life brothers or sisters, but we're so stoked to be here. <laughs> You're part of our faction. How about that? I love it. Nice. <laughs> They're doing a run in tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's the invasion. Yeah, we said we were going NWO. You know, we I, we, we need to have the static and say, you know, the following announcement is paid for by the Chick Foley Show. <laughs> I'm still waiting on payment, dude, by the way. <laughs> Marco, how are you doing over there? I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm actually very uh, nervous slash excited to be here with you guys. This is unprecedented for me right now. I listen to you guys pretty much every week, and now I'm on your show. This is very strange. Aww. Don't be nervous. Thanks, man. It's our pleasure to have you guys on. <laughs> Honestly, Scott and I are really nothing special, so don't even be nervous. We're very unprofessional <laughs> around here. You're, spe- you're special to us. Aww. Yes, exactly. Thank you, guys. You guys are to us. Seth and Sheena, what's going on with you guys? Just hanging out, man. We got we uh you know we talked about in our show we recently got our three year old back to where he's sleeping through the night so we got a whole brand new lease on life you know we can do photography recording all kinds of bonus podcasts like yeah we're we're having a blast man so yeah it's been a busy week of uh, wrestling you know with takeover last week going into elimination chamber so definitely need the extra time in the evening to keep up with all of it yeah for sure now Seth and Sheena you actually used to do figure photography back in the day right. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot more. We still have, um, you know, our little fig faction. It's uh, called Instagram Championship Wrestling. If you look up the hashtag on Instagram, you can check it out. And every, you know, it's every couple of weeks now. We used to do it every week religiously, and sometimes a couple times a week. But that was before kids, obviously. Um, but now, yeah, we put together a match at least every other week, um, and people vote. We'll we'll have the match up, and they can vote one or two. Um, and it's a lot of fun for us. So we kind of we still get our photography. It's it's uh, nothing too professional though. Yeah, in Hawaii <laughs> we had a we had like a whole like full sized arena. Like we had like two of the yeah. extreme sets put together. It was like you know WrestleMania three style. We had a whole backstage area, and I just when we moved back to Virginia, we just kind of downsized it. We went from from WrestleMania to like Shotgun Saturday Night. If you guys remember that show from back in the day? Yeah. So you guys had all the lighting set up and everything, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we still have a little a little lighting rig, but yeah, it's nothing compared it, it was, to the garage. Yeah, setup. it was a lot bigger production in Hawaii. I basically, took yeah. over a whole garage to the point to where. If we had non-wrestling fans come over, like sometimes I would have to hide everything because I'm like, I don't even want to begin to try to explain what I have happening in my garage. Why right do you? Now. Yeah, we had like a whole pop audience, and people would be like, "Why do you have this in your garage? Like, it what was is ridiculous. Here? You know, and we didn't have any kids, so we couldn't even blame the yeah. kids for like having all these toys. You know, that's hilarious because usually like people have to hide that they're wrestling fans because there is some stuff in wrestling that people don't want to share, like. How do you yes. explain the Katie Vick thing to someone? Or how do you explain, oh, yeah. you know, 
know, some stuff that's so cringe in wrestling. It's like, yes, okay, we're just going to fast forward past all this. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what's funny is that I feel like non-wrestling fans, like those are the things that they cling to. And those are the things that they remember. So like when you say you're a wrestling fan, like they're, they're not thinking of the iconic moments, you know, they're thinking of like those cringe segments where they're like, oh, yeah. really, you're into that. That's weird. <laughs> you know? So Seth and Sheena and Marco, why'd you guys get your plugs out of your way? So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Um, you can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Tr- Chick Foley Show. Um, and then you can join our Foley fam, ChickFoleyShow.com. But that's and about you, it. You can find the podcast on pretty much any podcast service out there far and wide. So just yeah. search Chick Foley Show to check that out. Hey, Marco, how bad do you hate Twitter? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> um, why do you think it, I, Why do you think I let him just run it all? Yeah, I mean, I can brave the storm. That's why she has me running the uh, the Twitter. Yeah. Um, I can I, I shut people down at at, at any instance. Just ask uh, just, just ask, ask the, the one, one two three, three kid. kid. Yeah, just ask him. He'll he'll let you know how uh, how I play on Twitter. But uh, Scott, what's going on with you over there, man? Oh, you know, it's just another beautiful day. Great weather today out here in Tracy. Have some bang strawberry. What is it? Strawberry delish kiss or strawberry kiss delish or strawberry pop rocks. Yeah, that's exactly what it tastes like. It was so funny. You came over Saturday to pick up the stuff that I had for you and I gave you a few cans. And as you were, where were you? Castro Valley, Pleasanton? You're like, dude, it's pop rocks. Yeah, actually, Shannon called that. It is delish strawberry kiss. That's right. So yeah, got that running through me today. Thank you for the few cans of that. It's going to get me through the show. And aside from that, just happy to have some company on the show. Real talk. You guys really make me want to try bang. I was off the the energy drink bandwagon. I hadn't had an energy drink since 2016. And then the sleep training that we just recently talked about, um, it, it, it broke me and I, I drank a, I won't, I won't kill your guys' plug, but I, I drank an energy drink who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've been on them ever since. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now that I'm back on the energy drinks, like it's wide open. Like, I feel like I need to try all these bangs you guys talk about. Well, which one did you try? Because we're not sponsored or anything by them. We just like them. So we talk about them. She's I drink the OG. I drink the OG. I drink Red Bull. <laughs> oh, okay. That's still a good one. Yeah. The original energy drink. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Bang, so we're all good over here. We uh, listen. I'm trying be, to get man. you sponsored I, yeah. by Bang. I want you sponsored by Bang. <laughs> I look yeah. at, at the convenience store down the street from us. They have like a ton of selection of Bang, and I look at the flavors every time. Just stop you guys podcast. I'm like, all right. I wonder when they're going to talk about this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be attractive. Like you see, a lot of their models are always, you know, attractive. <laughs> yeah. you guys, that's you guys true. aren't the demographic they're going for. We don't yeah. fit that mold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how I don't know how many models are out there pounding energy drinks. You know what I mean? That's like false advertisement. It's it's all the nerds that are out here drinking energy drinks. Like let's be real. Yeah, the you gamers know? and podcasters, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. all it's all game fuel. That's all it is. Exactly. Jeff, if only and, I went better in a bikini. Damn it. I saw you that one time. I thought you were fine, dude. I I don't know. It's what you get for peeping, dude. Uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Anyways, you can get our shirts for Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. And as I said on the Chick fil A show, just Google us. You can just find us on there, find our shows, find our website, find us on Podbean. If you want to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposableWFP at gmail.com. Now I'm going to turn it over to our guest, Mark. I'll start with you. Did you get anything in the mail or did you do any toy spotting? I did not get anything in the mail. Um, I've been uh, I've been trying to social distance, uh, doing a lot of doing a lot of shopping online, as they like to say. Yeah, so just picked up the well, just ordered the uh, UFC 
uh, series one from Jazzwares, the uh, the ones that are in scale uh, with the rest of the figures. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter actually posting pictures of them with like elite figures and AEW figures, and you know they're there. He did his job. Jeremy, a uh, friend of the show, friend of the Chick Foley show, Jeremy Padauer, uh did a great mm-hmm. job with the uh, UFC figure. So uh, grab those up, and that was pretty much it for. Uh, I'm still trying to. I'm going back and forth on uh, Elite Series 85 right now. Not sure what I want to pick. I don't want the whole series. I know I want a few figures from that line, but I'm just not sure like what to go with. So actually, you're the first person to mention the UFC figures on this show. What do you think of them? Like, are you impressed by them, or are you like, oh, okay, they're cool? No, they're great. I actually have. I bought the first series that they did. The ones that were kind of smaller than the. Uh, I think they were six inch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all the same size. Um, I really like the articulation on those. They they pretty much follow the same blueprint as the AEW figures. Okay. Um, obviously, they're a little bit smaller, but I still have mine. I, I definitely have to get the Daniel Cormier one because everyone says I look like Daniel Cormier, so I have yeah, kind of like my own win. my own custom figure right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, those those figures are great. Um, the posability on them is super amazing. Uh, that's why I, I picked up this uh, this series with the um, scaling because I want to obviously you want to set up the you know, the Conor McGregor versus whoever in the WWE or AEW. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say maybe Kenny Omega have that match happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, they're great. I definitely love them. You know, you have to set up like a figure photography and just have that, that match going on and stuff like that. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. No <laughs> doubt. Seth and Sheena, did you guys pick up anything recently? Uh, so I think we got one in common. I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it uh, when it comes <laughs> up. You know, our friends, Master Republic hooked us up with a little something. So, very excited to get that. Did you guys open yours yet? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I forgot who I'm, forgot who I'm hey, what, talking to here. What are you doing? <laughs> that, no. Killing, killing our gimmick over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. Anyways, yeah, so we got those. Um, other than that, not much, man. The pegs have been bare here. Like I said, I, I, I'm able to check. We got a Walmart right down the street from us. I'm able to check a few times a week, and there's been yeah. one lonely uh, Rhea Ripley that's been sitting there by herself, and that's it, so... It's oh. been dry. We did get that. I got my shipping notification that my Conor McGregor figure is on the way. I'm supporting that line. Not so much, I'm not a big MMA fan. I'm supporting that line just because I want Jazzwares to give us a scale octagon. I think that would be really yeah. cool. To, I just want to play with my wrestlers in it. You know what I mean? Like I don't even really care about the UFC. I just want to have the octagon <laughs> to have, you know, recreate the Lions Den match between Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart or yeah, something. Yeah, like a fight go. pit match. Yeah, you know? the fight pit. Yeah. Yep. And you guys can do figure photography over there and stuff when you get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh yes we did get the mass republic boss fight now you guys haven't cracked those open have you Mm-mm, no not yet. no they're sitting there waiting to go okay yeah scott and i are not ones to crack it open because i don't <laughs> i don't know about you scott but those things are beautiful and would look beautiful signed yes yeah, they, would look cool. they do they what, what color uh paint pen would you go with those on, on the black and red with the gray box what, what do you think would uh would hit on that blue or yellow yeah, that's what oh, I was saying. I was thinking yellow okay. would look good with the red. Yellow would look fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yellow would pop. Don't go red because that would blend in a little bit right. too much. Yeah. You want So as we want a contrasting color. We want a yellow. We want a, uh, a white would even work on that. So you need something that stands out, a signature that stands out and stuff. So, Scott, what did you think of them? I love them. I absolutely love them. I stuck them next to my carded Mattels. And one thing I noticed is that the scale is maybe a little bit smaller than like a Mattel Elite. But the detailing uh-huh. is just—I mean, that Penta second head alone. Yeah, it's insane. It's worth Crazy. the price of admission. Insane. It's incredible. I can't recommend them enough. The tattoo work on those guys. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! And the accessory yeah. set. Yeah. The first yeah. ever dog collar and chain. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just—I I can't wait to see what else they do. 
I'm like, going you know? on uh, I'm going on change.org and starting a petition to get you guys open. <laughs> yeah, the the figures are absolutely gorgeous and the posability cuz I know Eric Arana and he shows me all the time on Lucha Libre figures and facts. He shows me all the posability to the figures. You can do so much with them. You can put them in different moves. Um yeah, the figures are just amazing. The light tubes, the accessories that came with it. Everything is amazing about it. Um, one thing I did notice is the tattoo work is a little bit darker on Penta and Phoenix uh, compared to the AEW figures where it's, right. a, it's yeah. a little bit lighter because I compared the two and I noticed that the tattoo work was just a little bit darker on the mm-hmm. boss fight figures. But it's killing me not to open them. But at the same time, I know that uh, one day they will get signed. Jeff, hopefully. what's the scaling to the AEW figures from what you've seen? Because you can actually put them now side by side. I don't have the Penta and Phoenix from the AEW line, but what's the scaling from those two? Uh, they're a little bit smaller, like as far as width. Okay. They're just they're just a little bit smaller. Uh, Height-wise, I think they're about the same. Okay. But... Yeah. Again, we can't make that comparison. We're mint on card. It was funny when I was yeah. doing when I was doing the IG live. Someone uh, goes, "Open it," and I was like, "What? <laughs> are you high? No. <laughs> yeah. What are you smoking? Hey, it happened. You were hoping they were just gonna catch you off guard. The, you know? uh, the picture that I saw at one of the one of the toy fairs or whatever, they had them displayed next to a Kurt Angle Elite, and yeah, I think you kind of nailed it, Jeff. I think they're like a touch smaller than the uh, the the Mattel scale, and then you know AEW's a little bit like a little bit Bonky. bulkier than Mattel also, so. Yep. Yeah, I think they're going to be like a hair small, but I think they'll look fine on anybody's shelf. And if you're MOC, yeah, they're definitely going to look money. So I'm, I'm excited for this yeah. line. Have you guys uh, have you guys pre-ordered the Hoopentude and uh, Taya Valkyrie yet? I haven't pre-ordered them. I'm actually waiting on their next series because it's going to have Conan in a different look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the one I'm. I really want that one. I'm iffy on Hoovitude. They do have a few more other uh, fanatical figures coming out that I'm interested in. That's down the road. I'm I'm hoping he's looking. Do you remember what Conan looked like when he first debuted in WCW before he became K Dog? Are we? When he t- had almost like a, like Ultimo Dragon style gear on, like except for no mask. Yes. Are we talking? Um, what was that? Global Wars or something like that? Oh, the ninety-five. I remember he actually fought Rick. He fought Ric Flair for the U.S. title at Bash at the Beach '96. It was on the undercard, and I, that was like my first time really seeing Conan wrestle. And he did look like K Dog. He had some crazy, like almost gladiator style gear on. There was a pay per view back in the early '90s. I want to say it was '90 or '91, where they pulled a bunch of tag teams. It was Starcade '90, dude. Conan was it that? Yeah, he was. He was. Okay, Team wow. Mexico. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun going back and watching all that stuff and seeing who's there and who isn't like seeing all the job guys from wrestling challenges or old school uh, WWF stuff and seeing who became famous. I love seeing that. So, Jeff, do you think they do a ring? Um, Fingers crossed. Yes, I, think, I agree. I, th- I think they do. That's just a prediction, but I won't say I, I think I think they will. Fingers crossed. Yes. <clears throat> Scott, did you do any toy spotting? Uh, aside from the boss fight, I am literally waiting on pins and needles to see which million dollar man I get from Target. <laughs> Dude, you know what this reminds me of is in like the 80s and early 90s, opening up packs of cards and looking for inserts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to crack open the box super slow just to see and get that first glimpse of his outfit. I'm hoping for the silver. Uh, my luck, it's going to be the black outfit, but I'll be totally fine with that because this is one I'm actually going to open unless it's the chase. And then I'll be on the hunt for the standard version, but uh, still waiting on target. Should be here any day now. 
Have you gotten the shipping notification? Yeah, it said actually next Friday it'll be here. But then something else came and said it'll be here a little bit sooner. So we'll see. All right. By the way, I reported on San Leandro Walmart last week, AEW stuff popping uh, with a six plus on BrickSeek. It still says six plus. So what the hell? Yeah, uh, dude, I've I, given up on BrickSeek and PopFinder. I've, I've had yeah. too many times where like, so we have one like the furthest Walmart that's away from me. It's like a 35 minute drive. That's like still within striking distance. And there's been three or four times where BrickSeek or PopFinder has, as you know, popped and I drive all the way over there and it's the same old stuff on the pegs. And like you even... I've even had like helpful employees try to help, you know, actually make an effort to find them. And they're like, yeah, I don't know where these numbers are coming from. We have nothing right now. So Damn. I've, I've totally abandoned those. I'm going back just old school, just, you know, wing in a prayer and hope there's something on the shelf. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers over there. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny because I keep checking daily. It says six plus. And it's funny, too, because there is another Walmart that's about 35 miles south from here. That has said six plus since the middle of December. Never gone down, never moved, nothing like that. And plus, PopFinder Pop is no longer showing G.I. Joes, no longer showing wrestling figures or PS5s. So if anybody's wow. looking. Scott, what did we create? <laughs> I still blame G.I. Joe Classified. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's who did it. I remember the glory days of Brickseek back in like 2017. I was like surgical with it, man. I would check every night at like 1030 and right before <laughs> I went to bed. And if something hit, I was up at five o'clock. And I mean, I would get, I had like a streak of like four straight elite sets where I was getting all of them. You know, I was like the first person wow. in Hawaii grabbing these sets and stuff. And then it just, it seemed like, I don't know if something happened on the inventory systems or what, but they just cut them off and it's been garbage ever since then. Well, they hate us. They hate us collectors. Yeah. That's what yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. That's why PopFinder removed G.I. Joe's PS5s and wrestling figures. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> so that rounds out the beginning segment. We do have a little bit of news. Scott, what do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. In the news, Zombie Sailor Toys announced that they had signed Kevin Sullivan. Marco, are you excited about this one? I am excited. Did you guys get to see the uh, little intro video that he did for his signing? He actually did like a a video. Where he re- he did like kind of like a slow reveal. He had his um he had his hood on. Uh, you can watch the video. I'm not going to repeat word for word. He said, but then he like pulls his hood back and he reveals it's Kevin Sullivan that's actually uh, being signed. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm I'm super excited about it. We've been talking about this uh, zombie sailor toys uh, line uh, on our show, and they're, mm-hmm. they're, I think it's gonna be um. Maybe something special, uh, especially if you know the We Want Retros gang that's out there. They're they're coming. They're just not coming from the place that you normally thought they were going to come from. So, so actually, I asked this question to Scott last week, and I'm going to ask you guys get a different opinion. Do you feel that these figures that are coming out from Zombie Sailor Toys, Chella, Nerds Clothing, Nerds Clothing? Thank you, Scott. Do you guys think that in the future, these will be worth something worth? I'm not going to say a green card Hasbro. I, did, I wouldn't go that far. But do you guys think it will yeah. be uh, escalate value in the future? Yeah, I definitely think I they think will. So. I think because they're they're also they're less produced than even the Mattel retros. You know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. not as many of them. Just that style of toy, you know, collectors are yearning for it. So I think they're trying to like, you know, and they're expanding their collections by adding, you know, different promotions other than just WWE and things like that, which I think is really cool. So I think I think the market's gonna go up for these things for sure. Yeah. Excellent point. Marco, what do you think? No, I totally agree. Just to piggyback off of uh, what Sheena said, yeah. Uh definitely limited run on these. 
Um, in and not to take anything away from the Hasbro's, but like these are way more detailed. Um, they look more lifelike um, mm-hmm. than the counterparts and stuff like that. If you've seen um, a lot of them out there, a lot of the sketches and a lot of the the builds that they have out there, they're they're going to be definitely something special. And I'm yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing what they do actually later on in their life cycle. Yeah. The Kevin Sullivan, I'm on the fence on that one because as Scott and I talked about last week, there are so many players in the game right now. There's mm-hmm. so many people in the pool that now it comes down to where are we going to allocate funds? Yes. yes. So I think everybody's kind of bracing to see what the price tag on these things are yeah, going to be. Also. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Do you guys want to take a guess? Seth, you want to take a guess? I mean, so they're definitely putting a lot of TLC into them. These things aren't like custom figures. They got Ron Rudat, the original designer from Hasbro mm. on them. Like in my mind, yep. depending on how the good the packaging looks, I'm thinking these things are going to be like by the time shipping or anything, I think you're going to be looking at about 40 bucks for one of these figures. That, that, that's what I'm thinking with the small batch. And if the quality is going to be what they say they're going to be that in my, that's what I'm picturing. I mean, what, what, what are you guys expecting? Uh, we're expecting 30 for the figure 10 for ship. And so, yeah, we're yeah. in the same ballpark. That's yeah, about right. The, that's about right. I wonder what the production numbers are going to be though. Is it going to, cause we talked about this last week too, is are they going to do the pre-orders and then however many pre-orders they get, that's how many they produce, or are they going to have X mm. amount available and you just got to get on the pre-order right away. And when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet, but I I don't know. Okay. And they said, I mean, Zombie Sarah, he definitely seems committed to this. He seems like he's really going all in on making this a success. One thing I'm concerned about, we've seen this a lot even with the major toy lines, is that the samples can look awesome. You know, the design looks awesome, but depending on what factory you actually go to produce them, you know, yeah. the finished product doesn't always come out looking like the samples that we've seen. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, so. I, I, yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm very excited for these, but I'm trying to kind of, you know, hold back my excitement just a little bit. Cause I don't want to be let down once these end up coming out. Cause I love all the guys they've revealed so far, like a, a bruiser Brody Hasbro. Are you kidding me? That's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. Dynamite kid too. I can't wait. Dynamite was, Oh, the cella. He's from cella, huh? Yeah. He's from cella, but I mean, still, I'm still excited for a dynamite kid. You know, I've been watching yeah, so be much. Awesome. I, I've been watching so much old school wrestling and seeing the kind of the formation of the Bulldogs kind of going along. It, it just brings back so many happy memories and stuff. Yeah. And Jay White from nerds, Jeff, who knows if they're going to get more NJPW guys under their umbrella. So that'd be even better. Yeah. Very, very true. And, and junk shop dog actually just got Jay, excuse me, not Jay White dynamite kid. Yeah. But it won't be in Hasbro style. Yeah. But who knows who else they're going to get too to do more in those Popey style. Storm Collectibles, Jushin Thunder Liger, New Japan debut look. I was not expecting Ooh. this. Scott, what did you think? Uh, Very cool, dude. They're really milking that Jushin thing, though, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to ride yeah. that thing for everything it's worth. They're like uh, pro wrestling tees with they the they micro own, uh, Yeah, they can make their own cryptocurrency out of all the money they've been getting off of Jushin Thunder. Yeah, get us some Jushin bucks, man. <laughs> no kidding. They, I think they've had like six or seven of the, the, the that original mold that they did just in different colors, and they all yeah. sell out. Like, you go on yes. collectibles all of them end up going on back order and they're 50 bucks a pop so are you are you guys getting them no i'm not just because one big thing for me i'm a huge snob on scale and he's just so far out of scale you know he's a, an amazing figure don't get me wrong like that that jushin thunder liger storm collectibles has been putting out i think he's a, a hall of fame wrestling figure but i'm i'm just addicted to the the, the mattel elite scale um and he's just a little bit too far out of whack i actually have a really good um, Jushin Thunder Liger Custom Elite that I got from Showstopper Custom Figs, and that's kind of like my Jushin Thunder Liger until further notice, until we get one from from Mattel or Jazzwares. I'm getting that too. I'm definitely I'm definitely purchasing. I have all the all three of the other ones, and this one is definitely a get for me. You you said you got the all the other Jushins. Yep. 
I have the original one, the ringside exclusive, well, two, both ringside exclusives. The only one I don't have is at, uh, uh, I can't forget the, I forget the name of the company. Uh, it's, it's the, it's the blue. It's like the all blue, uh, Jushin that's out there. It's like, I think it's like four or 500 bucks on eBay right now. Holy oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. It's in the same. It's Super 7, uh, but it's just an all-blue-colored Jushin, which I'm not going to probably get anytime soon. But definitely this one, the debut. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely yeah, getting that one. Yeah, you were super excited when they announced that. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah, ni- 1989 Jushin Tokyo Dome debut. Of course, yep. you got to get that. Yeah. So do a Google search. You'll be able to see the mask that Jushin wore that night, and that's what this figure is going to be. Are you picking yeah. one up, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you getting it, Scott? No, it's a pass for me. I got the original one, thanks to you, and I'm calling it good on that. Was that your birthday yeah. gift last year? Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> I wish yeah, Galoop Seth, had made, Seth made the Seth made the crude joke that this was Jushin before he got horny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a dad joke. There's totally a dad, is. I yeah, love it. was it. a total dad joke. <laughs> yeah, was, there, there's dad, a pun in there. <laughs> dad joke galore. <laughs> Scott, why don't you get into the protos of old San Francisco toy makers? Yeah, this was a big shocker this week, and it's not the only prototype that we're going to be talking about, but we were shown Renegade and Shark and talking bases for the figures themselves never produced. That was a big shocker. We had no idea these things existed. They were released in 95, and here we are, how many years later? And oh, by the way, there were more of these that were supposed to come out, and the kicker is... We totally would have bought them because they look amazing. Would we have purchased Renegade though? No doubt about it. We bought them all, dude. We didn't not buy someone just because, you know, whatever. We absolutely bought all of them. Okay, we should probably preface that we bought all the new ones. We didn't get the repaints. We did not get repaints, but dude, Shark and Renegade, we absolutely would have purchased those. No doubt about it. So I'm going to ask the panel... What do you think these prototypes are worth? Marco, I'll start with you. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, I would probably, I mean, they would have to go up to like almost, I don't want to say the thousands, but definitely close. Be, I'm going to say seven, eight hundred maybe up in that range. Seven or eight hundred thousand. Gotcha. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, yeah. There you go. That's it. That's exactly what I was. What I was saying. <laughs> uh, with prototypes, I'm thinking this is going to be fetching maybe about ten to fifteen. Easy. Does 15. somebody have them though? That's yeah. That's the question. These were just shown in an ad, I believe. I don't know which ad they were in, but we've got a think- catalog, maybe. Yeah, you got to think with the way pictures are shown now, with the mass hysteria that is wrestling figures. These things would have popped up a long time ago, but here we are all of a sudden, how many years later? And boom, they're just dropped in our lap. I mean, how did we not see pictures of these before? Because we didn't have the internet. Mm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. People are spending a lot of time at home too. Maybe they're digging through attics and basements and stuff. They're like, oh, this looks like it could be cool. Yeah. Good point. So the other one that we were shown, and this was another shocker, Jeff. Remco was going to produce a Colonel De Beers at one point. Rumor has it it was supposed to be in a two-pack with Jimmy Snuka, but because of the character that Colonel De Beers portrayed on TV, now this is just what I read, they didn't go through with the figure. So at one point, there was going to be a Colonel De Beers. It looks like he was in the Ganya's Raiders outfits, like the camouflage pants and tops, 
and it looked like he had a beret on, but we were supposed to get a Colonel De Beers figure at one point, and that would have been great because he would have gotten the crap beat out of him as a kid. Just thinking right now off the top of my head, would that have been the first time that a wrestler would have gotten a Remco and an LJN, meaning Jimmy Superfly Snuka? Uh, well, Rick Martel did. Okay, which one would have hit the shelves first, though? Oh, the the Martel Remco for sure would have come out first. Okay, okay. Yeah, because the Martel the uh, the Strike Force Martel didn't come out until like eighty eight, eighty nine somewhere in there. Okay, but the Remco was out in like eighty five. Okay, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, yes, I don't know if you guys were big Remco fans or big AWA fans, but basically every single figure had the same body. <laughs> except, oh, yeah. Yeah. except Abdullah the Butcher the He-Man body it, yes yep. exactly yep. <laughs> yeah so Scott and I would have been all over that oh no especially if it came with Snooka are you kidding oh I know right dude oh yeah yeah well I have a surprise for the panel over here I didn't throw this oh, into the, <laughs> we did, I didn't throw this into the notes but in our next segment we are going to play points of articulation nice surprise we're familiar <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, again, you're supposed to run these things by me before we uh, jump on recording. I know, Scott. You're supposed to give us the heads up on these surprises. (sighs) You're skating on thin ice, dude. I might have to start looking for another host for the show. I used to love that back in the early days of the uh, of the fully posable podcast when you do like the question of the week and just Scott, hit him out of nowhere. Scott would always act so aggravated by it, and then you, I think one episode you asked him, you were like, Scott, why do you get so mad about these? He was like, I don't know. They're usually actually kind of fun. <laughs> uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. I wasn't acting, dude. I was legit <laughs> he was mad. Actually aggravated. But then they ended up being fun, so I didn't kill him. But the funny thing is, is that I would hit Scott with the secret question and he would look at me because this is when we were recording together and he would look at me. He's like, you son of a bitch. And then he would start answering it. And he's like, "Okay, that was actually kind of fun. That was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, we are going to play points of articulation. I am going to throw three figures out there and each person from the panel must score the figure one to ten and what you guys thought of it. So, Scott, you ready for the first one? I can't wait. All right. Junkyard Dog LJN. Now, oh, you, my gosh. You guys must score it 1 to 10. Marco, I'll start with you. Oh, of course. Me, 10. It's going to be a 10 for me, for me. I actually just showed that on our uh, Patreon-exclusive episode. I have it, I have, I don't have it with me now, but showed it on camera. No, that's, that's definitely a 10. Too many too many great memories with that, and uh, it, it hits close to home, that, that figure, so... That's going to be a 10 for me. Please explain what memories do you have with it? Um, uh, my father, huge, huge JYD fan. My father, uh, he was born in the South. Uh, mm-hmm. So I pretty much grew up on like Southern wrestling mm-hmm. or Mid-South and all that stuff before I actually got into the WWF. So one, one, that was one of the things there. And just having it as a, as a uh, child um, and playing with it um, and having him go over as like the as the main event star that he should have been. Uh, in the WWF, but um, agreed. Yeah, and then and then recently getting it again from Azor Mendez. Just it just hold just holding it and just like it, it it still holds up. Just the the build of it, the weight, the the feel, the it, it it's just it's perfectly articulated. Is it's a like I said, it's a ten. It's and the rush of memories just keep coming back when you hold. Oh it, yeah, right? definitely yeah. Seth, what do you think? Uh, I gotta agree, man. He's a ten. It's the best junkyard dog figure ever. Again, we we crowned it as the best uh, black wrestling action figure of all time on our on our show last week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think the thing that sets it apart is that when I think junkyard dog, I think of kind of like a big burly guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the other JYDs, whether it was the retro, um, the the Mattel Elite they did, I feel like they had him too skinny. You know what I mean? The LJN yeah. had yep. the night, you know, they had the thickness that uh, JYD had. Yeah, and yeah. same thing with Marco. LJNs were the first figures I'd play with as a kid. I inherited about 12 of my uncles. Um, you know, Roddy Piper was in there, Don Morocco, the standard Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. And Junkyard Dog was one of them. And so, like, my first, like, you know, that my first memories of playing with wrestling figures was JYD. But yeah, this is years before I ever saw a JYD match. You know what I mean? I just yeah. knew him as an action figure before I ever knew him as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love that figure. I still think, like like Marco said, whoever was sculpting those LJNs, they did a great job. It just, it holds up. And I think it, it's perfect. It's, it's one of the, when I, when I hear the word wrestling figure and I start running through, like, they start flashing my mind. He may not be the first one, but he's within the first like five or six I think of when I start thinking about wrestling figures. It's it's a good point you made. Uh, that's the way I look at Hulk Hogan. He was an action figure before I knew who he was. Yep. And it was because Scott got that Hulk Hogan LJN for Christmas, and I didn't know who it was. You know, I thought the figure was stupid because it didn't move, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Sheena, what would you give it? Yeah, I, I agree with the guys. Again, like we talked about this um, this past week, uh, a 10. I love the sculpting and it's crazy to think about, you know, the technology, how far it's come and like how good these figures still are with what they were working with, they're you know, timeless. back in the 80s. Yeah, they're just, exactly. That's the perfect word. They're just timeless. Um, and like you said, I love this JYD build. I love the the, the chain and all, all the things. So yeah, 10 for me. And Scott? I can't give it a 10, Jeff, because oh, you lambast me <laughs> every time boo. I try to give something a high 9 or a 10. Jeff's like, well, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but it's about as close to a 10 as you can get. It, Like you guys said, the build on it was great. And the best part is, Marco, you mentioned WWF never made him a champion, but as a kid... I thought he was incredible, and he was always a champion in my federations, whether it was tag, IC, heavyweight. I had the power to make those cards, and JYD was always a title holder. I loved him as a kid, and I felt he deserved more in the WWF than what he was given. I was hoping he'd get it in WCW when he jumped over there. It didn't happen. Uh, But the figure itself, you guys totally nailed it. it. It captures everything that was great about the Junkyard Dog, the hair, the the body type, the chain, the collar. The best part was the pose because you could catch somebody in his signature power slam, game over. Yep. And yep. that was the bad thing about the LJNs is if they weren't in a good wrestling pose, there wasn't much that you could do with them in the ring, but they put Junkyard Dog in the perfect pose to catch somebody in his finishing move. And I loved it. Used it all the time. Jeff, 9.8. Oh, 9.8. Yes. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. That now, is pretty good. Now, if I have one, one th- small gripe, I wish they would have done a variant in his light blue gear. Oh, that would have been cool. But yeah, and I have awesome. seen customs; they look great. But the red was acceptable, and it came with two different chain colors. There was the silver, and there was the red. And the red, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I will give it. Uh, I won't go as high as you guys. I love the figure. I'm gonna give it an eight point six. Wow, I love eight point six. Jeez, I, I'm very, I'm very stingy. <laughs> he is a tough critic. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that Scott, you left out. JYD would do that running headbutt. Or I shouldn't say running headbutt, that scooting headbutt. Like a crawling oh, yes. headbutt. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're you right. could you could do that with the LJN. Yeah. So you would knock down, let's say, Cowboy Bob Orton. JYD would just do the uh, the headbutt. So Okay, so then you could do two of his moves and you still put him in the eights. Yep. Yeah. 8.6. Man, you're kind of a jerk in this game. A yeah. little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, next figure, and Sheena, I'm going to do this one for you. Oh, okay. Bret Hart in all pink ringside exclusive. 
Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite Bret Hart figure. I got some thoughts on this. Yeah, figure. with um, first of all, I just love this look. All pink, everything, paint splatter. I'm a, I am here for the paint splatter. Um, it was a ringside exclusive, which was super cool. We did like the glasses. I did. I wish they would have been metallic. That's one little gripe that I have. I wish they would have been metallic glasses. Mattel's never nailed Brett's glasses the way Jax did. That's yeah, correct. I think Jax definitely did better yes, than Mattel. Yeah, so we actually got, um, I can't remember where we got them, but we got these little decals to to go on our Brett's glasses so that they have the the holographic look to them, like, so they're, you know, metallic. But yeah, um, I'm giving that figure a 10 because it's only slightly above the defining moments as my all-time favorite Brett figure. I love the defining moments, but yeah, that, that ringside exclusive Brett Hart is, it, it has my heart. I knew you were going to give a 10. <laughs> uh, thanks for, thanks for lobbing me a softball. Oh yeah. Any, anytime. So I, I will, uh, I'll heal off on it. I'm giving that figure a, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. All right. It's still what? perfectly executed. MOC. It's incredible. The, it, the box was awesome. Out of the bo- you know, it, the jacket they did is awesome. Um, you know, they put do a lot of detail on it. Here's my problems with it though. One, no Buckle elbow, up. no elbow pads. Okay. 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 When did you ever, how many times did you guys see Bret Hart wrestle with no elbow pads? Never, 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 but they can do any elbow pads because it's the poly pocket style jacket. And back then, you know, Mattel just, they didn't, I think if we got that figure nowadays, it would probably have some elbow pads in the box and you know, you just have to slide them on yourself when you took them off, no elbow pads. And then they gave him the giant bulky knee pads. Bret never wore those knee pads. You know I mean? They gave him the knee pads that are like the giant sleeves. So we actually, for our figure, we heated them up. We pulled the boots off, and we actually took the knee pads off. That figure looks a million bucks better with no knee pads. Um, it still works, you know, but as a uh, as a Brett figure. But yeah, for the the no elbow pads and the crappy knee pads, I take it down to seven point five. You guys are so ballsy, just heating up stuff. And <laughs> I knew, I knew, I, I like saw Jeff's face twitch. He said, yeah, we, heat, we heated him up. I saw, like, I saw you like, uh, like I'm picturing Seth just taking a heat gun to this thing, and I'm like, this poor figure. He's got a blowtorch. Yeah, what we do, we talk, we get it. So it's a really, right, buck, yeah, buckle up, it's Jeff, very buckle precise, up. precise. We get a, a mug, and I always used to say mug. I got an old school WWF coffee mug from 1993. It's got Hulk Hogan on one side, Bret Hart on the other, filled with water. I microwave it for like 40 seconds and then they get dipped in there. I use chopsticks so I don't burn my fingers and I dip the figure in the, cho- in the, uh, the water for about 35 seconds and then pull them out and pop the pieces right off. Wow. <laughs> Is there a way to yeah. mute Seth right now? Just <laughs> <killing me? laughs> I, know. I know. I feel like this is like Jeff and Scott's version of like watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Or something, you know? Exactly. <laughs> But worse, Sheena. <laughs> Marco, how about you? What do you give it? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rate it a little bit better than Seth. I'm gonna go eight for okay. the uh, for the Bret Hart. I do agree with his uh, his take on the 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 pads all around, so the knee pads as well as no elbow pads. The jacket is awesome. I just I, I love it. I, I mean, especially out of the box, it looks great. The the back with the uh, the the four stars on the back, mm-hmm. obviously for his children. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was the only thing. I wish it was it was. It was definitely like a cloth type of jacket because the tassels would have looked like pretty cool on the on the uh, shoulder pads and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, we got a custom we got a custom cloth jacket for ours. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, yeah. You guys actually posted pictures of that. That's right. Yeah. So maybe that's that's why I'm like actually thinking of that um, subconsciously. And like I said, eight. It's um it's it's definitely a, a great uh, Bret Hart figure. We can go on and on about the the shades. The shades <laughs> are never you know right. the tell strong point anyway. So. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a strong eight. Okay, and, I'm okay with that. And Scott, I'm gonna go eight point six on it because I'm Ooh. an MOC guy, 
and it looked so good on the card. Yeah, it MOC does look good. It's awesome. Yes, I'm going 8.6 on that one. They they really captured Brett well. It's actually a lot better than that King of the Ring figure that they did. So this one gets really high marks in my book, 8.6. Yeah, the box is so bright too. Like for you guys who keep it MOC, like it's just, it really pops with all that pink on there. It does. It's, it looks it does. stunning. Yep. Uh, going 8.9 over here. Of course. I do whoa yeah good stuff okay. yeah it's a it's a really good figure I, I is it the best mattel has done debatable questionable but are you saying best best brett mattel has done or yes okay. yeah. um I, still, I think the defining moments was a little bit better i still think that's their best brett well yeah. uh, see that one's up there just because of the outfit they put him in and the jacket it's mm-hmm. up yeah. it's up there but as far as for my opinion the best brett face sculpt is the what was that basic it was a SummerSlam. it was a summer slam basic, basic. yeah i tried to do a head swap with that onto the ultimate edition brett but the it doesn't, it work. doesn't work yeah I, I agree that is the best uh head we, we pulled that we pulled the head off of that one <laughs> <laughs> we, we dumped him in the water and heated him up and popped his head off oh the horror oh stories God. i'm hearing here. He's like you okay. know what else was a good brett head sculpt was the old man brett that they did for the best pay-per-views do you guys remember that one the, yes. uh, the older yes brett? yes it was a that was another SummerSlam one wasn't it yeah that was from SummerSlam yeah. 2010 even though you know i think I, that's not anybody's favorite, you know, era of Brett, but they they really did do a good job of old man Brett. I don't know why they've never been able to capture the the younger version of him. They did an excellent job capturing that era of Brett, the yeah. 2010 look of Brett. Yeah. yeah, right. All right, last figure. Since this man is always in the news, especially from Jazzwares, let's do Cody Rhodes Stardust with two tag titles. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm on record as being you know i'm not a cody fan at all all right i said i've said before the most interesting cody's ever been to me is when he was stardust and mattel <laughs> knocked that elite 36 stardust figure out of the freaking part um i think i'm, I'm gonna go I'll, I'll go 9.5 and i'm taking off half a point just because it didn't have his entrance gear if he had his entrance gear that'd be a perfect 10 i, that, I love that figure that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I've, I remember you not being the biggest fan of Cody. That wasn't a joke suggestion, Jeff. You're really going with that one? Yeah, I was actually going. <laughs> oh, do you want me to choose another one off the top of my head? <laughs> I thought you were just messing with us, dude. Oh, uh, no, dude. I was actually going with that uh, one. Oh, you got you to gotta let, let Marco go next in, in contrast because he's he's a Cody lover, you know? Oh, All right. Yeah, Marco. Um, yeah, so I'm going yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go. Uh, we'll go nine on this one. Um because I, I do love the two uh, tag team titles that come with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the head sculpts off. It's it captures the kind of he he kind of looks like he's doing the hissing that he used to do when he used to yep. do the. Um, so I like that. That's that's probably one of my favorite things about the figure. Uh, they captured that. But um, I'm, I'm going to piggyback up on what Seth said. It, it probably is. You know, I, I joke around on the show and say you know all these Cody figures that are coming out are like the best thing that's coming, and I want more Cody figures and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll. I'll I'll definitely go on record and say this one's probably like the the best Cody figure um, to date. If I could only keep one Cody, I wouldn't even think about it. But yeah, Stardust done. <laughs> and Sheena. Yeah, I, I love this Stardust figure again. Like I think the paint apps are awesome. The black and the blue and the silver really pop. Um, I love the black strap on the um, on the tag titles. Yes. I haven't really <laughs> loved the tag titles since they changed them to blue and red. I just feel like it's just 
I, you know, I get brand supremacy and brand identity and all of that kind of stuff, but I just feel like it's super corny just to like make something red simply because it's on raw and something blue simply because it's on SmackDown and kind of, yep. and, and kind of pigeonholing yourself in that way. So I do like that black strap. Um, and gold dust and uh, stardust, their face paint always just looks spectacular. I just think it's always very striking and I, I love this figure. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this figure an 8.5. 8.5 and Scott. Yeah. I'm right there with Sheena. I'm going to give it an 8.8 and it'd probably go up a couple marks if like Seth said, it had the entrance gear, but it's an outstanding mm-hmm. figure, two belts. They totally captured Stardust perfectly. I'm going to agree with you. 8.5 as well. Um, Marco brought up an excellent point. He had that kind of hissing that look mm-hmm. and, and Scott and I are always proponents for most of the time figures having expressions on the face. Unless because you're yeah, it adds- to life. It adds yeah. character to the figure. I'll give you an example. The uh, Jimmy Hart Hall of Fame figure. Yeah. He's got that like, oh, baby, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's ready to the megaphone. Yeah, exactly. That's actually true. So I'll go <laughs> 8.5 as well. So I just wanted to spring that on you guys. I thought you guys would have fun with that one. So no, yeah, love definitely. It. I love great. It. So that rounds out points of articulation. Last segment, we are going to go into nostalgia. Scott, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go back. We are going to jump into WWE Elite Series 5. What you got? Yes, sir. WWE Elite Series 5. First up, Rey Mysterio. And he was in his silver and gold gear with a mask and blue t-shirt accessory. Next up, the great Chavo Guerrero in his black gear with a black soft goods t-shirt and a black bandana accessory. And next up, I had actually forgot this guy worked in WWE, Kozlov. And he was in his yeah. red gear with Vladimir. a red jacket or gi accessory. Dolph Ziggler in black gear with leopard gloves, and he came with a vest accessory. Next up, Mark Henry, and he was in his red gear with a bar and weights accessory set. And last up in the set, Jack Swagger in his blue soft goods singlet, and underneath he had a black singlet. And that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 5. So I don't know about you guys, but Mark Henry saved this series. Really? You didn't like the Mysterio? I didn't, dude. I I like the Chavo, man. The Chavo is okay. You guys like the Chavo? Chavo. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, so I have that figure, so... It's actually more of like a poncho also. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. that the shirt that it's comes open with on the sides. Yeah, it fits yeah. really big and loose like a poncho style. But yeah, they def- I do agree that Mark Henry is definitely probably my favorite figure out of this set. I don't know. It just felt like the figures were outside of the Mark Henry. It just felt lackluster. Like I don't not know. enough accessories? Or... Yeah. I don't know. That's actually a good point. I think it might have been not enough accessories. Okay. Uh, we talked about this beautiful Series 4 last time. With the cane, with the shackles. Oh, and, so uh, good. And the John Morrison that was in that set. And then we went to this. And it it was like, ah, oh, all right. For, yeah, for me, it's that, you know, three of the five, or um, sorry, six, have uh, just pl- black gear. You know, plain black gear, not a lot of color to it. And mm-hmm. then you got, you know, Vladimir that's just got solid red, you know? Yeah. And, then, Mark and Mark Henry's kinda, got solid red. They kind of just red. blend in with the packaging. Yeah, yeah, it's just very, yeah, exactly. They blend in with the packaging because the packaging is black and red. So no, neither none of these except for Ray really stand out. And I mean, in the Ray's 
cool, but I mean, he's just like every other the, Ray. The thing this set's got going for it, though, is that Vladimir and uh, and Chavo, this is the only time they actually even got figures from True. Mattel in the Elite line. Yeah. So it's got, it's got yep. two, yeah. you know, one-timers in here. But yeah, aside from that, I think Mark Henry's... I, I, still, I think that's probably... That and the Nation Mark Henry are my two favorite Mark Henry Elites out of all the ones that they've yeah. done. Now, you guys were collecting at this time, because I remember you telling me, Seth, that you kind of fell out of wrestling for a bit, and then you got into it. When did you come back in? So we came back in like 2014. So this was yeah. actually before my time, but I actually went back and it, I picked up this entire set because at one point I was just a true like certifiable madman that I wanted to have every <laughs> single figure that Mattel has made. Completionist. Yeah, like literally all of them. You know, I, I had, I, I still think I have like 25 Alexa Blisses for some reason. <laughs> um, but when we moved, when we moved from Hawaii uh, to Virginia back to the East Coast, I kind of took that time to kind of reevaluate my overall collecting philosophy and i decided i was going to downsize and really just get the figures that were like special to me or you know first time in the line kind of guys stuff like that and but so we still have one of every character that has ever been portrayed yeah on, we do so yeah you know. i mean don't get me wrong we still have like 900 figures in our collection but i actually i sold the jack swagger the ray mysterio and the doll from this set i sold those three and so the only ones that were key out of this set that were keepers for me was kozlov um Chavo, Chavo and then the Mark Henry, which again, Chavo and Kozlov, they were no brainers because they're only ones in, that they've had in the line. And that Mark Henry, uh, you really got to see this figure in person. Like, yeah, he's in a red singlet, but I don't know what kind of paint or whatever they use. Like, he really pops. Like, he jumps out to you when you see that figure. He's so bright and everything. Well, I don't know about you guys, but have you noticed they have always captured Mark Henry? Like, there is yeah. not oh, yeah. one bad Mark Henry yeah. figure. Oh, yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's sexual chocolate or mm -hmm. world's strongest man. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that'd be. I, th I still think we need Mattel needs to do Mark Henry with the uh, the salmon suit, you know, from when he faked yes. his retirement. That was, that was so such awesome. an awesome so moment. Iconic. Yeah, maybe maybe we can get that in the Legends line. I still think we need a May Young Mark Henry two pack. Well, of course. It, yeah, well, we've already had hands. all the extra hands, you yeah. know, so you can already kind of recreate that moment with all the extra hands Mattel's got now. Yeah. Now we have a use Mark, for all the extra hands. They, yeah, they can have a family with all those extra hands. <laughs> Marco, were you collecting at this time? I was not collecting at this time. I actually uh, kind of like Seth went back and grabbed these, but I do remember the uh, the Chavo actually had like a uh, like a design on the on it, right? Did it mm -hmm. have like a kind of like a phoenix design yes. on the uh, on the poncho? Yeah, yeah. it's, got, it's yeah. like a yeah, it's got a phoenix design on the poncho, and then he's got like um, pinkish blue and like orange looking paint apps uh, like all down the the side of the tights. The, band, the bandana comes off too. The yep. bandana he's got on comes yeah. off also. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely the Mark Henry was. Uh, probably my favorite out of that set, but I definitely I do love the Chavo. I have a, for some reason, I always had a soft spot for Chavo Guerrero, um, even in, even in WCWs. Probably one kind of like one of my sleeper um, uh, favorite wrestlers. But yeah, when you definitely got this figure, I definitely had to have it. It's I mean, it's it's Chavo. It's it's a Guerrero family. What what else could you want? But um, yeah, I, I'm on I'm, I'm on board with uh, Seth uh, with that one with with those picks out of the out of that line. The line wasn't the greatest of elite lines but you know i mean we're gonna get plenty of rays that look exactly like that with that mask right yeah that extra mask that comes with it and you know i think i mean obviously looking back now there, i think that's yeah, one of no. Dolph's. i think that's one of Dolph's worst figures also that vest yeah, that came with definitely. him was made of like it reminded uh jeff and scott i know you guys are like real old school collectors you guys remember the jacks heart foundation yep. set those vests that can't the sleeveless vest yes. it was like the same material yep that's what they use for Dolph's vest and mattel's really never done that too often so i'm thinking maybe um 
maybe this is early in the line. Maybe they were still kind of just experimenting with different See, materials that they wanted to use for the accessories. Yeah. Because yeah, I can't remember another time that they've used that like P- flimsy PVC type stuff for the uh, for the vest. But yeah, that thing yeah. was you know straight garbage. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Scott, what did you think of this series? It was okay. You're right. It was definitely a step down from series four. Uh, best out of the set, I'm going to say Chavo, Mark Henry. Um, but it gets better, <laughs> right? I mean, series five wasn't great, but they definitely picked it up. Yeah, we've got quite a few more series to go. I, mean, I think we got 80 more. So Yeah, something yeah. like that, roughly. They, yeah. I, they do get better. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. So on eBay, there were four Ray Mysterios on eBay ranging from $85 to $139. Remind you, this is not shipped. These are just regular prices. Chava Guerrero. Was that MOC? Yes, MOC. Yeah, because I got I got 105 for my Ray when I sold it loose. So that thing was wow. that was about a year and change ago. So he's actually dropping in value a little bit at this point. Oh man, 105 bucks for it? 105 uh, bucks loose. I got this, again. This was like back in like December, November 2019. So oh, so this was I, pre- I don't know if he was getting pushed in or what. Pre COVID, yeah, pre COVID. Yeah, because co- he just wasn't out for for a while there. Like I think, yeah, you know, the COVID, the effect it's had on collecting. I think there's actually a little bit more of this stuff available now. Whereas back a year and a half, two years ago, those like the single digit elite series, like you know, one through nine, they just were not showing up very often. So if you had something from those series that you could sell, um, you get a pretty yeah, decent and, price. And for Ray it. was having a pretty good run back in the fall to December. <laughs> he got his eye oh, popped yeah. out. Yeah, you know, yeah. he he was ha- he was having a lot of TV time back then. So people were really high on Ray back then. <laughs> you know. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, zero on eBay. Kozlov, there was only one. It was $130. And for some reason, I don't know. Don't ask me. I did put $10 shipping on that one. Don't know why I did that. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, uh, four on eBay, ranging from $73 to $100. That's crazy. That is, figure's actually going for that much. You, you know what's funny is I keep looking on eBay to see if there's that one needle haystack type deal, and there, I never do come across it, so I just give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pe- people are much more educated now. They know what they got, and they know how. If they don't know what they got, they know how to figure it out. For they just throw something up. But yeah, when yeah. I was when I was first getting back into collecting, I had a few steals. Like I found some older figures that I got for like fifteen bucks, and then I'd look and see like other sold listings were going for like seventy plus. You know, so yeah. you're right. That is dying out. Those finding finding those stray deals like that. Well, every once in a while, you could go onto Macari and you would be able to find something, but that that's now a long lost cause as well. Yeah. Mark Henry two on eBay, ranging from one hundred and forty dollars to Shoo. oh two on eBay. Okay, so one was one hundred and forty dollars, and the other was one hundred and ten dollars. Nineteen seventy one shipping, and Jack Swagger yeah. zero on eBay. That Mark Henry, we picked ours up at a Hawaii Comic Con MOC. This was oh. in, I think, 2017. It was like 35 bucks, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's a steal. That would have been a pretty solid investment if I hadn't, you know, ripped that thing open as soon as I got home. <laughs> Why'd you do that? I'm about to mute you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna start just videotaping all of them and just sending them to you, Jeff. I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna open them. Most of the time, I'll open them with my pocket knife, do it nice and carefully. But I'm just. I'm turning into him from now on. Man. No, it's like a figure we're, stuff we're gonna film. we're gonna go we're gonna go live and mention you guys on Instagram whenever we do our next um, our next water torture. You know? I'm muting everybody. <laughs> so that rounds out the show, guys. I want to thank you for having you on. This was a lot of fun. I definitely thank you, uh, Seth and Sheen. I do have one quick question for you because you asked Celeste and I this question, but I do want to ask you guys. You guys have been together for quite a while. Mm-hmm. 
Were, going on 18 years. 18 years. Were you guys wrestling fans before? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think Sheena, Sheena was always a fan. I was like a fanatic growing up. I've got to ask, were you guys collecting figures at that 18-year mark? No, I was a little bit out of the game. So I collected so I collected from the time I was like four or five years old up until probably about like 15 or 16 Okay. And then it kind of, it went away for a while. You know, I still always kept up with it. Like I would anytime, you know, and I, it was even me and Sheena were first started dating. Like if we were like at Target or something like that, I'd be like, hey, let's go to the toy section. So I would always still go and just browse. And I remember like the first time seeing classic superstars there come out like, dude, these are so cool. But I just, you know, yep. I wasn't really, I, my fandom wasn't really at that point, And I wasn't really financially in a position where I could like, you know, just blow 80 bucks on buying out the pegs at Walmart at that time. So yeah, I, I definitely took a, a solid, uh, 10 year break from, from collecting figures. So now I wouldn't collect the figures at the time, but we we're always into it. And Sheena's always been a big collector. She kind of got us dipping a toe back in the water. She got really big into pops mm-hmm. um, about a year before I got back into wrestling figures. Yeah. And it was um, before pops really hit the scene too. It was like, yeah, Sheena was on the pop up. bandwagon before it was really even a thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, I grew up as just a wrestling fan. So, you know, and I grew up around all boys. So I was like the only girl and, you know, all boy cousins and, you know, my brother and everything. Um, and so, like, wrestling was just part of, you know, our our, our life. Um, and they always had wrestling toys. So I wasn't actually a collector as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but then when when we got back into it in 2014, we kind of just, like, we're like, it was just the natural progression. Like, okay, cool. Like, we're both collectors of things. Right. We both are back into wrestling. So let's let's make this wrestling collection happen. So that's kind of <laughs> how, it, how it all started. That's and you've awesome. seen how it's how it's rapidly progressed. <laughs> I'm kind of looking at the fireplace behind you, and I noticed that there's some nice little uh, plants and stuff. Maybe you move those to the side and put wrestling figures <laughs> up there. Oh, I oh, know. Yeah. Just Listen, that's, that's how I decorate. I don't, I don't back, want to speak back for you in our, Back in our Hawaii home. So, you know, I have like a certain aesthetic. I have a very boho, very natural, like home aesthetic, you know, um, very hippy-dippy and all that. Um, and you know, back when we lived in Hawaii, Seth would like sneak and put toys you know i have everything very clean looking and he would like all of a sudden he just like some action figures just added in you see like elite 31 vader just mixed in next to some like you know <laughs> art pieces and stuff yeah i would, I would like i would like come home and I, I would just like see he wouldn't even tell me he would just like on the entertainment center he would have like you know a row of like wrestling pops lined up and then i would look up in my plants and there's like a vader elite and i'm like what the heck is happening you know he's like i think it really adds to the aesthetic it's their conversation pieces <laughs> so marco yeah. i've got to ask you as well uh you being married how did you introduce figures into your budget or you know introducing figures to your wife well uh so luckily uh my wife used to watch wrestling she she doesn't watch as much now because she works nights but uh back in the attitude era day she she met mick foley all that stuff she she actually we were talking about it actually last night she uh used to dress like the rock in high school she used to wear like the track pants with the rock uh, that the blue Brahma bull t-shirt and stuff like that. And she, she was like, yeah, that, she was like, yep, yeah, that's your wife. That's, that's what I used to dress like when I, when I was in high school and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it, it was, it was gradual. Like my thing is I, I, I wasn't really collecting figures as much. I was more like memorabilia type stuff and just like things here and there. So like when I would go to like, um, like WrestleManias or any type of like pay-per-views and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would like pick up stuff here and there, like that type of stuff. So she knew about that. Um, as far as the figures, I like, I started picking that back up like a few years, maybe actually, how long ago was that? Maybe around the time I started actually following Chick Foley, <laughs> <laughs> she like pretty much got me back into it. 
Um, yeah, so I, I had I had all my original figures and stuff like that. Um, a lot of them were lost over time, right? Um, but I still kept in contact with like the with uh, with figure collecting, but not as much as I was obviously when I was younger. Um, the same thing with Seth; like you have to have the money to do that. So yeah, you know, obviously you have to like become an adult before you can uh, dive deep into that well, stuff. Once but, your um, parent, once your parents stop paying for the figures, it really creates a gap in yeah. your collection. <laughs> yeah, you my, know? yeah, my father used to like every week he would uh, every week he'd get paid weekly, so like. Every like weekend, he would bring us to like the toy store, and we'd pick out um, whatever whatever toy we wanted. So like, I had like a wide range of toys, not just action figures, uh, Transformers, He Man. Um, if anyone remembers, uh, there was a cartoon called Cops. Oh yeah, where like these different cops had different like um, like different attributes and stuff like that. So like, um, just collecting all those, and then uh, uh, the wrestling figures really came in. Like I said, like maybe like around the time I started following the uh, uh, Chick Foley. Um, instagram page so just seeing the figure photography and stuff like that i'm like like man i gotta get back into this so yeah um just just i didn't dive deep into it i didn't like go head first i obviously you want to put your toe in first it's, it's it's always been a passion i've always been a collector i've collected comic books and all that stuff i still have a lot of my comic books still and things like that so i'm always going to be a collector that's not going to stop yeah. I talked to somebody about that a while back. I was like, you either have the collecting gene or you don't, you know, because even before I started collecting wrestling figures, like I was always a collector of things like even like McDonald's toys. I had to have them all, you know, I mean, I ate like (laughs) probably (laughs) 8,000 like happy meals in my childhood, you know, just to get all, get all the toys. So it's like just something you have within you, which you're like, oh man, I I can't just have one, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep on acquiring. They also call that hoarding, but collecting is hoarding with organization. Yes, that's yes. right. Well, it's funny you mentioned that uh, the collecting gene. Celeste even mentioned she goes, "Look, you have four or five of these figures. Why don't we sell a few off?" And I'm like, oh, "No, I've got to collect them. I got to hold on to them. I got to, yes. I got to keep these. I, I don't know what you mean by selling these things off. Why would I do such a thing?" Careful, she'll call hoarders, dude. <laughs> they're gonna have they're gonna they're gonna have an intervention one day you're just gonna come home and then like there's gonna be people sitting on your sofa like jeff we all really love you and a bunch of collectors waiting outside with cash exactly <laughs> oh my god yes. celeste just found yeah. a group on ebay and just said hey come to this house in yeah. alameda yeah. <laughs> uh but again i want to thank you guys for being on uh it means a lot and it was fun being on your show as well scott you need to go over there Yes, for sure. Got big time this man. Scott Scott was holding out, dude. We tried to yeah. talk to his agent and he said no. He said he he said he's not getting out of bed for any less than twenty thousand bucks. So that's why Scott did not turn on the Chick Foley show. So yeah. One of the, one of these days we're gonna get we're gonna get him on board. But yeah, he was not showing up. He wanted his, you know, he had a Taco Bell on demand, five different varieties of bang and twenty K just to show up. So we were stuck with Jeff and Celeste. But it, we still had fun though. It had a lot of fun. He actually wanted Baja Blast with real sugar, like the <laughs> like oh, okay, like yes. the Mexican Coke that you find yes. in, you know, with the real yeah. sugar. Scott wanted Baja Blast with real Baja sugar. Baja Blast from the Baja Peninsula. No, yeah. no yes. corn syrup. No corn syrup. <laughs> Let's just say all, I'll take a rain natural. check. It will happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're down. You but, guys are always welcome. By the way, Seth said he wants to party with Squat. Oh, okay. He did say that. It's a date. He did. Yeah. Let's do this. Next WrestleMania. We got to <laughs> yeah. throw down. I'm we down. Might, we might actually get to meet you guys in Dallas, you know? Yeah. That sounds yes. great. I can't wait. Scott, you are going to Dallas, right? Yeah. Shannon's going to force me to go again, just like Tampa. So I'll just play yeah. along and be like, okay, fine. I'll go, but I'll be there. 
twist my arm. <laughs> we just have to make sure that we have the vaccines. That's numero uno. So. Exactly. Yeah, yes. I, I still laugh about when you guys were talking about it last time when Scott was like, yeah, we can all get together and, you know, we'll all compare our effects from the vaccine. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> oh, dude, my, my arm was dead for three days. <laughs> I had to chill something fierce. Well, we want everybody to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker over there. You can find the loose and carter prices of Gloobs, LJNs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros, and other. And also check out their shirts on whatamaneuver.net. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Scott, Eagle Moss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. They've got a ton of great properties under their umbrella from Batman to Star Trek, to Battlestar Galactica, and of course, WWE. They've got a ton of legends and current superstars. Go check them out on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. And since we have guests in, I will have you guys read your plugs. One more time. All right, guys. It's all right. You can find us, um, me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco uh, is graciously running the Twitter machine for me over at Chick Foley Show. I'm so Thanks sorry. Again for Marco. I am <laughs> so sorry. Thank you, Marco. <laughs> and uh, you can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms. And you can go, if you go to the Instagram, you can just click the link in the bio and it'll take you to, uh, you know, all, all, wherever you can listen to us absolutely and you can listen to when celeste and i were on and uh that was as i said that was a lot of fun that was thank you for having us on oh my gosh you're welcome anytime also breaker and bane power hour check them out or you can also check out breaker side project you know it's fake right wait everybody knows the gimmick right just making sure i don't want to spoil anything wait what what what? No, no, wait, wait. me and Sheena are on. all full with full. I, I have know, a lot of explaining. I have a lot of explaining to you guys after wow. the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Also, check out our buddies doing the favor. Check out their website, doingthefavor.com as well, where you can find the SKUs and UPCs that will not link up to Pop Finder because Pop Finder turned heel on us. <laughs> they don't like us yeah. anymore. They hate yeah. us. <laughs> By the way, have yeah. you guys seen the line for cards now? No. Oh my God. Yeah. You insane. saw you saw that, Marco? Yeah, so I actually, so I went to one of my local Targets because they actually just got the new uh, WWE Tops Chrome uh-huh. cards in. Uh-huh. Um, like they had packs of them, so I was like, "Oh, I'll come back like the next day and you know <laughs> grab them up." Went back the next day, nothing. Like everything wow. was gone. They had that sign that says basically you can only buy like one, yep. two a person, and all that stuff. I'm like, "What the hell happened overnight?" Like we're looking at it as an investment, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but see, that's the thing is we went through that card trading era of the late 80s. Same. Is, is yeah. it going to be yeah. the same? The bottom fell out, bro. I'm yes. talking anybody that – so I was big in the NBA. Pretty much anybody from 89 to like 1995, I got their rookie cards across all brands. I got the Fleer, Fleer Ultra, Tops, Upper Deck, all of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember those things just going up, up, up. I'm th- as like a you know twelve year old Seth was like, okay, I got my retirement fund yes. here in this binder. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like ninety seven, ninety eight. It's like the bottom just dropped out, you know. And there's only there's really only uh, there's a handful of those sets that still hold value. But like all my Shaquille O'Neal rookie cards, they're worth like even graded out, they're worth like maybe twenty five bucks, you know. That's yeah. it. It's, uh, it's it. Yeah, That's it's same, crazy. Yeah. yeah, all all the early nineties NBA because they just they had flooded the market with too many different sets yeah. and stuff and. They were just so mass produced that they're just, you know, they're, there's just so many of them in circulation. They're not worth anything. But you got to wonder, uh, is it going to go up now that the boom has hit again? 
I've been tracking because I, I, I was looking at that because I still have a pretty solid stash of them at my parents' house in Kentucky. Um, and that era is dead. It's really the 80s, man. Like the stuff from the early 2000s is up because yeah. I think at that time, a lot of people, a lot of the card companies had kind of taken a step back. So there was less stuff being produced. So the stuff from the early 2000s is really going up right now. Like, you know, like the early Kobe cards and a lot of like the Dirk stuff, those yeah. guys. And then the stuff from the 80s is obviously going through the roof. You know, that 86, 87 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card oh goodness. is just, you know, oh. your, your, your grandkids are set for life if you somehow got one of those sitting around that's in good condition. <laughs> so do you think that the Jordan documentary is what sparked all this? Because I remember seeing on eBay, his card was going for whatever it was. But then after the documentary, it skyrocketed. Now, all of a sudden, sports cards just boomed again. Yeah, I think uh, I think it did because I so that documentary, you know, it came along right when the quarantine was really happening. Yes. So I think it kind of captured the nation's imagination. And mm -hmm. you got to remember for, you know, obviously the, for, you know, people our age, Michael Jordan's a god. You yes. know, he always will be. But I think for people maybe 12 to 13 years younger than us, Michael Jordan had become the guy from the crying meme. You know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. think he was more known for that than his play. And you hear so many people talking about how LeBron was the best ever and stuff. And I think that documentary just kind of really educated people to just what a real force of nature that MJ was at his peak. And yeah. he's always been cool. You know what I mean? Like MJ, he still holds up. He's like you see the cool. stuff he did in the eighties and nineties. He was just, he was the coolest man. Like he had just that energy about him. And I think it kind of, reinvigorated the, the Michael Jordan market. And so that's why his stuff's just going sky high right now. He's incredible. I've always said about Jordan, nobody has ever been as good at their job as Michael Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually have a, uh, so the Jordans that he wore in Space Jam. So those, are, I used to be a big sneaker collector. Those have re-released like three or four times. I have a, one of the OG releases from 2000. So this is a pair of sneakers from the year wow. 2000 that I've worn a ton. Like these things are beat. I've had to re-glue the sole onto these things. That's how much I've worn these over the years. I've kept, I've kept them for sentimental value, but I finally threw them on eBay and I was like, Maybe I'll get like 40 bucks on them. They're up to $148 right now. And there's like 25 watchers on the auction with a day to go. So I'm thinking these things are probably going to go up here in the next 24 hours too. So the, yeah, the MJ market is is hot right now. Man, crazy. Scott, Scott, where are your Jordans? <laughs> oh my goodness. In a landfill somewhere next to a bunch of Atari <laughs> ET cartridges. <laughs> the ET cartridges. <laughs> Uh, also, I think the sports cards market may have just kind of figured out some things, maybe pulling one of ones instead of mass producing like Ken Griffey Jr.'s yeah. and J Jordan's and yeah. stuff like that. But we're not experts on those, kind of. We'll, right. we'll proclaim ourselves as experts just for, <laughs> yeah. the, just for the show. Yeah, for today. <laughs> yeah, just for today. Only today. Uh, also, I want you to check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling Cheers, Justin Summers. We'll get to your question next week. RJ over at Ringside Rant, boots to the face with Rucker and Marty. Oh, it cuts off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, you ran I out of script? Do this off. Uh oh. I ran out of script. I'm going to have to do this off of memory. Uh, you, can, uh -oh. you can check us out on Lucha Libre Figures and Facts. Myself, Eric Arana of Boss Fight Studio, and Roy Lucher discuss all things Lucha Libre Figures. And Scott, you just recorded. <laughs> Valentine's Day drunk wrestling history. We did. We're uh, we're moving on. That was already released. That's old news now, oh, Jeff. Oh, what happened on that show, Scott? Nothing. I am here to talk about the next episode that recently dropped. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Marty the Party Janetti, a fellow drinker. And you can follow us on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Drunk wrestling history, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk and not talking about the Valentine's Day episode, Jeff. Moving on. 
but I just listened to it. What 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 part do you want to move on from? I thought it was really good. It was last year was not a shining moment for me. I'm just going to be completely honest. This year, I think I did much better. And Ed actually really carried the drunken portion of the show. Like he was the village idiot on this show where I was last year. Scott, are you guys usually drinking uh, cocktails or beer? Or what do you, are you guys mix it up? What are you guys usually drinking when you record this show? Yeah, we mix it up. Sometimes it's beer. Uh, my drink lately has been blackened in water, blackened whiskey from Metallica and water. Uh, but you know, okay. and then sometimes when we record together, which hasn't been much because of COVID, uh, Ed actually has become kind of a mixologist. So I'm kind of calling him Sam Malone for those Cheers <laughs> fans out there that picked that one up. And uh, so he's been making cocktails. Like he names them after wrestlers. Uh, he's got a green mist, for example. Uh, but yeah, oh, sometimes nice. it's it's a mixed bag, really. It's mixed drinks. It's beer. It's kind of whatever's there. Sometimes okay. it's a shot. Oh, by the way, Marty Janetti, he is now doing cameos if you want to do one for your show. Oh, oh dude. Gosh. Oh, Lord. Oh, if he had come I... in before Sandman, we probably <laughs> would have gotten Marty. But I'm going to have to let Eddie know that Marty's doing it because that'll be our filler for next year. That's actually a good idea. I'm gonna Like right when we're done, I'm texting Eddie. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Bud Scott. Roll call. Yes, guys, the incredible Jason Wolf. You've got to give him a follow across all of his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. From artwork to custom Hasbros, you got to check him out. Stay on top of his social media for updates on when new figures are coming out. If you're hearing my words now, you've already missed out on his custom Vader. Sucks to be you. Jump on his social media <laughs> at Art of Jason Wolf. Also, Jeff, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim. He just had Figure Kingdom on. Great conversation. Ooh. You got to check it out. Again, pulling up a chair with our good friend Tim. Subscribe to his podcast. You will not be disappointed. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. Seth, Sheena, Marco, thank you guys. Thank you again. No, thank, thank you guys for having us. It's an honor to be here. Like we said, we, we were listeners from day one-ish, um, and it really means a lot that you guys had us on. Well, we thank you. And uh, so, Dallas, is it confirmed? I'm Marco. I know you're going to be there. Seth, Sheena. Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Throwing I told the, wife, the wife's coming too. Yeah, she's she's on board. She she's coming with me. I'm dragging her with me <laughs> if I have to. Yeah, bound and gagged. Yeah, it's we're going to squat. We'll squat it up all weekend long. So, so you guys are like seventy percent sure. Yeah, Dave, Dave Meltzer's reporting that that's the plan right now, but it, as you know, your know, plans can change. <laughs> change. Yeah, we, we got we got the Meltzer asterisk next to it, but yeah, we definitely need, we need to get one because yeah, thirty three is the last one we've been to, so we'll be going on five years with no manias by the time next year rolls around, yeah. and, that, and that's far too long. You guys are due. Yes. Yeah. Which is where we met you in Orlando. Not, yes, thirty three. Not Dallas. Not Dallas. No, nope, Jeff, Jeff has created this alternate history where not only were we at WrestleMania thirty two, we uh, somehow also met them. Which I think that would. Uh, did you guys start the podcast before thirty two? Yeah, we did. It was okay. Four months okay. prior. So it was in the early stage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, thank you guys, and I can't wait to see you guys again too. And the oh, yeah, it'll be awesome. And the youngins, of course. If we're going, if we're coming no, to WrestleMania, we're leaving the, the youngins. With yeah, the yeah, no kids. Oh, all right. We'll, we'll, fa we'll face, we'll FaceTime them in for you guys. And you, can, uh, <laughs> you can say hello, but yeah, we're having adult time. Brett has grown up since the last time we've seen him. Oh, yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> yeah, big time. He, he, hey, he is. Uh, he's already starting to play with wrestling figures, though, dude. So he's Perfect. drawn to the pops. That's what he likes. He loves. He loves to get the toy ring, but the, like if I got like a pile of like you know different figures out, he loves the the pops and the Hasbro. He's that. I don't know if it's 
I don't know if the Mattels and AEWs have too much articulation for him, but he's always wanting to grab, you know, some some Hasbro's that are worth a ton of money and just bang the hell out of them. I'm like, no, buddy, let's, you know, grab a couple of these basics that I have sitting around. Let's play with these. Yeah, he's wanting, he, like, for some reason, he got obsessed with, I, I picked up the Hasbro Steiner Brothers, which I got a sick deal on them, and they were, like, minty. I'm talking, like, these things, they were fresh out of the box somehow, uh-huh. and he was just obsessed with them. Like, he wanted to get them, and he's still at that age where, like, He's not booking, you know, Tokyo Dome five star classics. He's literally just grabbing them and smash, <laughs> smash, smash. So, oh, I'm just, you know, I, it, what, it, you know, part of me is like, okay, I really want to foster this. I really want him to be into wrestling figures if that's something he's into. But I'm also yeah. like, oh, maybe not these two. Yeah. <laughs> we start, we started, we started else. getting him the Motus. The Motus have been a good supplement. You yeah, know the I mean? Motus because, got a good playability for the little guy. Also, yeah, so. they're still cartoony enough, um, but they're but they're got you know got that size of the like Hasbro ish retro ish style. Um, yeah, so that he likes those. Or just get him some galoobs, some uh, the old uh, galoobs that may have some paint wear on them. Those, yeah. So those, those are those are too easy to weaponize, man. I, I know you guys know those galoobs make excellent projectiles. That's man, very so. true. And our well, little guy I, loves to throw. I used to always throw King Kong Bundy, LJN at Scott's head. Well, that that's like a that's a WMD, man. That's yeah. like yeah, that's yes. a declaration of war. You throw that King Kong Bundy at somebody, <laughs> man. If it wasn't kill a toy train, it was you, really, you really could. That was yeah. He was killed by a Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause of death. Cause of death, Bundy. Oh. Uh, no, we're not talking about Ted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Scott, for episode 266, anything else? Big thank you to Marco, Seth, and Sheena. Guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. Stay thank safe. Stay healthy. Fig license 2016. And happy toy hunting. Scott, should I say spay and neuter your, your kittens or your cats or your animals? You just did. Okay, yeah, so do Carry that. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 266, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.